A Muslim tourist named Ashraf eats gelato with his young daughter and wife, who wears a headscarf. Ashraf took time off from his job as a pediatrician in England, packed his prayer mat, and flew to Cordoba yesterday. He's dreamed of coming here since he was nine years old and living in Syria. So there is so much poetry, there is so much nostalgia actually, you know, still vibrating actually in these places. Specifically, it's not only part of a main part of Islamic history, it's again main part of the Arab culture as well. For many Muslims, it's a reminder of a glorious period in their past. For many Christians in Spain, it's ancient history, since it hasn't been a place of worship for Muslims since 1236. Today, it's a major tourist site, as well as a religious one. About 100 visitors mill about, snapping pictures and fanning themselves in the heat. Ashraf totes his prayer mat past a heavy gate. He hasn't laid it out yet today because he's waiting to pray at the site. But guards stop him at the entrance and tell him he's not allowed to pray. Anyone that looks Middle Eastern is stopped and reminded they're entering a cathedral, not a mosque. You know, I think it is disappointing and there is a space for everyone there. So I think Muslim visitors should be allowed to pray if they wish. He says he wants all tourists to be treated the same when they visit, regardless of religion. Ashraf wanders through the courtyard with his family to line up for audio guides. Push the number in the audio guide and then play, okay? The exit door they the file audio. into a space big enough for 40,000 people, along with hundreds of other tourists speaking different languages. Pink, gray, and white marble columns hold up Moorish horseshoe-shaped arches, striped like candy canes. The arches surround a chapel in the center of the building. Tiny details cover every square inch, reaching up the walls beyond where the eye can see. There are Cuban mahogany sculptures, gold inlay, bronze vines, and angels cloaked in granite. Spanish Catholics and Muslims have had a strained relationship for centuries, even before the Islamic invasion. But in recent years, that hostility has escalated. This year in June, a gunman linked to ISIS killed 38 people in a Spanish hotel in Tunisia. Our cameraman cuts through a beach club and is now just behind the fleeing gunman as fighting between him and the police intensifies. A Pew Research study shows about 60% of Spaniards say they are very worried about Islamic extremism. There's also widespread discrimination against Christians in the Muslim world. That tension has made its way into interreligious dialogue over the mosque cathedral. In an interview with a local news outlet, the Cordoba bishop, Demetrio Fernandez, says he's concerned about accepting the demands of the Muslim community. Bishop Fernandez says that Islam as a religion doesn't allow Muslims to pray together with Catholics anywhere in the world. Therefore, when Muslims ask to join them, they're actually ordering us to leave. Interreligious dialogue expert Pim Valkenberg says it's not easy for any religion to simply share a religious space. Valkenberg teaches about Muslim-Catholic dialogue as a professor at the Catholic University of America in D.C. The different religions uh, have a kind of protective shield, so to say, around their own identification of the relation with the sacred. Um, and the problem is, of course, if you want to, for instance, pray together, there are all kinds of boundaries that different religions have uh, in order to do so. Um, the most important of them is, of course, the idea of sacred space. Both the Catholics and the Muslims can argue on historical grounds that it has been a sacred space for them for some time. 
And that, of course, makes it quite difficult to uh, say, okay, can we now share this sacred space because of the long history that went before it. Today, hundreds of Catholics worship as they've done during Sunday Mass for nearly 800 years. Falkenberg says the Catholics have the most at stake. They don't want to lose their sacred space. So the only way to start a productive dialogue is to turn down the heat. I don't think that it would be wise to start a possible uh, dialogue or a possible uh, encounter between the two with these historical questions right away, because first you need to build trust. And of course, we are now in a situation that the trust is far away. So the question is, how can you help to build up trust? A local high school science teacher named Miguel Santiago grew up just blocks away from the mosque cathedral. A gold cross hangs from his neck, but despite his religious beliefs, he doesn't support the Catholic Church's management of the site. In un espacio arquitectónicamente que es una mezcla. Miguel says the monument brings together different cultures and art. What better way in a world full of conflict to say that we can come together? These rocks here should show us that humankind can coexist. In 2006, a change in Spanish law allowed the church to turn its unofficial control into legal ownership under a tax exemption. The Catholic Church is taking control of thousands of properties and assets across Spain under this same law. But it wasn't until the church registered the mosque cathedral that the dispute ramped up. Muslim leader Isabel Romero is the director of Together Islam, an organization that represents Muslims in Spain. She tried reaching out to the Cordoba diocese, but didn't get an answer. She says, there's nothing I can do about that. For this conversation to work, the other party has to want to talk. All I can do is keep my door open. Romero has tabled the question of allowing Muslims to pray at the site. Romero says, I respect that the owner is the Catholic Church. The problem is that there needs to be more tolerance and a better understanding of Muslims' role in its history. Romero regularly works with Catholics throughout Spain. She says she wants to protect that relationship not anger the Cordoba diocese. She says it's not an easy path. Being confrontational won't get us anywhere. If the Catholic Church is forced to do things against its will, there will be negative consequences for our future relationship. Romero wants to see a more genuine integration for Muslims in Spain, a predominantly Catholic nation. Fighting with the Catholic Church in Cordoba won't help her goal. Pim Valkenberg from the Catholic University says the issue is bigger than just the mosque cathedral. I think, in fact, the question whether it was a church before it became a mosque um, is historically important, but is not decisive. I mean, it's not it's not uh, a question who has the oldest rights, because, as you yourself said, it was a Roman temple before it. So then you would say, OK, demolish the church, demolish the mosque, let's build a Roman temple. Well, that doesn't work, of course. So it is not so much about history. It's about how do we deal with power relationship and the change in power relationships. I think that's really what is behind it. And that's why I think that uh, it would not be... 
um, let's say, um, the most important matter to find out what was historically first, the most important matter is to build trust between the two faith communities. Back at the Mosque Cathedral, a tour leader points to an inscription that's partially polished away. Thousands of hands have touched it over hundreds of years. And all around the arch, you find Arabic inscriptions in where is written the name of Allah. The Allah inscriptions were never erased. Because uh, it was considered uh, that uh, doesn't matter. The name is the same God for everybody. For many, the Mosque Cathedral still symbolizes the potential for interreligious harmony. But religious pluralism at sacred sites is a challenging goal. Muslims, Catholics, and secular groups may have a long way to go to settle their differences. For America Abroad, this is Katie Manning in Cordoba, Spain.